0: What everybody? Good to be in the house of the Lord today, isn't it? We're going to be turning our attention to Revelation chapter 3, verses 13 through 16 and then 20 through 22. I mean, how many are thankful for how God moved in this place last week? Amen. You know, there's sometimes, you know, I was supposed to, p- to speak last week, but there's sometimes when you know that, you know, God's moving. is like, I'm not going to be speaking this week, you know. <laughs> you just kind of know that it's not going to happen this week. But I'm thankful that God still was able to move, and I'm thankful for how he's moving in this place already. Amen. Revelation chapter 3, verses 13 to 16 says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches, and unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans." scenes. write these things, saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. And then jumping down to verses twenty through twenty two, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man ha if any man hear my voice and Open the door. I will come into him and will sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, and am set down with my Father in his throne. He that hath ear, he that hath an ear, let him hear what saith the, unto the churches. For just a few minutes today, I'd like to preach on this subject between the altar and the door. You may be seated. Have you ever been torn between two different things before? Like you had two options facing you that were very difficult, that were very different, and you just couldn't decide which one to choose. Most of us here have. There are times in our lives where we have two options in our lives that will affect our outcomes dramatically. Let me give you an example. My favorite kind of ice cream is mint chocolate chip. It's clearly the best option that there is, that you could ever choose. But the fact is, I had to decide for myself that mint chocolate chip was going to be my all-time favorite. And it was hard because I really like strawberry ice cream as well. Strawberry is my second favorite kind because it, I really have to have a strawberry milkshake. If I go get a milkshake, I don't really... I like chocolate, I like vanilla, but strawberry is my go-to. But when I discovered mint chocolate chip, and the greatness that it truly is, I had to make a decision that would drastically change the course of my life. It was a decision that would shape me into the man who I am today. (laughs) Why are you laughing? This is serious stuff here, right? (laughs) On one hand, you have the simplicity, but yet, the satisfying strawberry. It's an ultimate classic. It's a flavor that is available no matter where you go to get ice cream. It's silky smooth, and it will never go out of style. On the other hand, you have the bold mint chocolate chip. It has that strong, pronounced flavor of mint that is perfectly balanced by the sweet chocolate chips mixed throughout the ice cream. It is not meant for the weak at heart, but it is for the bold and the strong and the courageous, which is why I like it so much, you know? It was a tough decision that had to be made, and I had to go with my gut and choose mint chocolate chip. And I can say that ever since that day, my gut has really appreciated it because you can see it's getting bigger as I get older. I know this is a little silly example, but the moral of it is that the decisions we make will affect us in life. Where you are going to go to school is a big one. I myself chose to go to a technical high school instead of a regular public school. I chose to go there because I wanted to be a carpenter someday and it was the best option for me to take. I didn't really see college in my future at all, so I didn't really feel like I needed to go on a school that focused on academics more, but rather I chose a school that focused on a trade instead. While there, I had to choose which shop I would take. For me, it was kind of easy, carpentry, because that's what I wanted to do, but you have to have three options when you choose there, so I chose carpentry, electrical, and plumbing. So I chose carpentry because it's what I wanted to do. But if I didn't get in, my life would be very different from today. While I was there, I was offered two different jobs before I graduated, about a month before I graduated. The first one was a mason tender in the carpenters' union. The second was the job of a window shop employee at a company called Cronenberger & Sons. I picked the Cronenberger because it seemed like the best place for me for my future. The carpenters' union was only offering it was offering more money, but it was only guaranteed work for two years. Whereas Cronenberger offered me full-time work, indefinitely, plus benefits. So I chose Cronenberger. After about a year of working there, I was offered the chance to be a carpenter apprentice for my company and move out of the window shop and work in the field. It was a promotion that would require me to do four years of schooling. During that time, I would be making a fraction of the amount of what my colleagues would make, would be making but I was told by the end, I would be on a level pay scale with all of them. So I chose to do that, and now I'm a licensed journeyman carpenter. But none of these would have happened if I hadn't made the decision to, cho- to do the schooling. I wouldn't be a carpenter. I st- wouldn't even be an apprentice. I wouldn't have the opportunity to work here at this company I am if I chose to work for the other company. In short, it all came down to the very first choice I made which was simply which high school I was going to go to. At the time, it was an easy decision for me, but I had no idea of where it would take me over 10 years later. It was a decision that I had to make that clearly affected the outcome of my life. Which brings me to my title today, Between the Altar and the Door. At some point in every single one of our lives, we are faced with the toughest decision of our lives. Are we going to serve God? turn away from the world and allow him to guide and use us, or are we going to turn away from him, seek after our own pleasures and desires, and make our own way? I'm waiting a few seconds here to kind of let that sink in a little. As Pastor would say, that is a preacher's pause moment. When our lives come down to it, we see, that the only, we see these as the only two options that we have. But if we look to the first section of Revelation that we read, there is a third option. Verses 15 and 16 in the New Living Translation says, I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you are lukewarm, you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold. I will spit you out of my mouth. Now it is important to realize that this is God talking to us. What he is saying is that he would rather you be one of these two ways. He'd rather you either be on fire for God, working in his kingdom, doing the work that you were called to do, or lost in the world not knowing about his will for your life. Again, I'm pausing because I want you to clearly understand what I'm saying here. God would rather you be out in the world not knowing what is truly right and wrong than sitting in a chair with no real aspiration other than being in the building. This is not giving you an excuse to leave the church, but what I'm saying is that it, what I'm saying is that the most dangerous place you could ever be is sitting in one of these chairs here today, not fully committed to serving God, to be in a place where you are between the altar and the door. Eventually, you will have to make a decision where or where you want your life to end up. You could choose to turn out the door, but it would be the wrong decision. Like I said, this isn't a free pass to leave and never come back. When it talks about being cold, it is referring to someone who has not been in a church before that doesn't know any better. Because you have been here, you know what is right and what is wrong. God doesn't want you to be lost to him. What he is saying is if we are in a state where we are both serving the Lord and the world part-time, then he will spit us out. I'm sure that we have all heard the saying that you cannot serve two masters. You cannot try to live in both the church and the world at the same time. It has been said many times that you can... You can't only come to church on Sunday, do whatever you want the rest of the week, and come back next Sunday and still call yourself a Christian. We can't live our lives seeing how close we can get to the world while also seeing how close we can stay to God. It may seem like you're able to do it, but in reality, all you are doing is pushing yourselves away from God. What he is referring to in the scripture is that he would rather you be totally not serving him because you then you come and turn your life around. You'd rather you not be serving him and come turn your life around than do you be here and just slowly walk away. When you are comfortable living on the edge of eternal damnation is when you begin going to slip away. He would rather you come in from those doors off the streets doing who knows what, come to the altar and totally give yourself to him than for you to see how close you can get to the door without actually leaving. But there is always the other option. Instead of choosing the door, we can choose the altar. I just want to take a quick point here to to let you know that the altar is not a place that you need some fancy invitation for. You don't have to be dying in need of healing to come to the altar. You don't need to be going through a midlife crisis in order to come to the altar. No one is going to see you come to the altar and try to figure out exactly what you're going through in life. That's not what it's for. No one's going to try to figure out what you're struggling for. It is a place for healing. The altar is a place for deliverance. It is a place for whatever you need. But more importantly, it is a place where we sacrifice our worldly desires and choose to follow His will for our lives daily. This is not just done in church. We must daily go to the altar to keep our relationship hot with God. That is why it's important to always come to the altar every chance that we get. You are not telling everyone that you have major problems going on in your life if you go to the altar. You are simply going to God. The second part of Revelation that we read says that God is standing at the door and knocking, waiting for us to let him in. If we hear it and open the door, God will come in with you. We have to allow God in order to draw ourselves closer to him. We have to get out from between the altar and the door and go to God. Can we stand today? In closing, I'd like to make one thing very clear. As I said before, we see our lives as having only three options. Serve God, serve the world, or be somewhere in between. In reality, we may in fact have these three options, but scripture is clear in which one is the right option to choose. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. It doesn't matter where you find yourself today. You may be on fire for God, living every day at an altar. You may have never experienced church service in your life and have just come to the doors. Or you may be between the altar and the door, never fully committing yourself to God. I said before, the most dangerous place to be is between the altar and the door. That is simply because when you are trying to see how close you can get to both the altar and the door, eventually you will always begin to slip back towards the door. You may catch a hold of a some service. It may be a great message preaching. You may catch a hold of it and move back up. But if you still haven't fully committed yourself, you will still begin to slip further and further back. But today is the day that we can leave our desires behind and choose to follow after God. I'm not going to give an altar call now. We're going to have one later. But why don't we just take a few minutes and just dedicate ourselves to God and just allow our worldly desires to be put on the hold and to drive ourselves to him. Lord, we worship you today, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Help me, Lord Jesus, always, Lord. Serve after you, Lord. Strive after you, Lord Jesus, Lord, to die daily at the altar, Lord Jesus, Lord to put aside my desires, Lord Jesus, and allow you to touch me, Lord Jesus, allow you to use me, Lord Jesus, Lord, allow you to guide my life, Lord Jesus, Lord, to not let myself, Lord, be in charge, but let me to, to surrender myself to you, Lord Jesus, and allow you, Lord Jesus, to have, Lord. The keys to my fortune, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, and praise you, Lord Jesus, Lord. I ask you, you let your will be done in my life, Lord Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. That you would touch everyone here today, Lord. That we would surrender ourselves to you, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, and praise you, Jesus, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.